Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Right now, a former fireworks factory on the outskirts of Belfast is in the process of being converted into Ireland's first cannabis production facility. In the UK, around 30,000 people have been prescribed, prescribed medical cannabis and the largest concentration of them is in Northern Ireland. But the hope is that, in time, the facility will supply the Republic as well. Peter Reynolds is Director of Communications of Growth Industries, the company behind it. Afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon, Sean. Good afternoon. Could you start by uh, explaining the difference between medical cannabis and CBD? Uh, Well, CBD, or uh, to give it its full name, cannabidiol, is just one cannabinoid. Um, And in the cannabis plant... There are anywhere there are something like in excess of 150 different cannabinoids. Um, CBD is one of the most important. The other that's very important is THC or tetrahydrocannabinol. Um, and uh, cannabis that is prescribed um, or is used for medical purposes contains both of those cannabinoids and others, um, but then contains them in different and varying ratios depending on what condition is being treated. Okay, so so it would be fair to say medicinal cannabis is far stronger than CBD. Uh, well, it, yes, in, in simple terms, yes. I mean, it's not quite as simple as saying stronger. Um, but, I mean, I mean, the thing that I think surprises many people is that the, the medicinal cannabis that is being prescribed in Ireland, in the Republic, uh, and, and in the UK, including Northern Ireland, um, but to all intents and purposes, looks exactly the same as the cannabis that is used recreationally and that is legal. Um, it's, it's the dried cannabis flower. Um, the difference is, of course, that the cannabis that is produced for prescribing is, is grown to much higher quality standards and in much cleaner and more hygienic conditions. Okay, so... It, and so we, know, yeah. we know exactly what's in it. Yeah, so in, in this facility, when it's up and running, uh, describe for us the process of how it will be grown. Uh, well, it will be grown by clone, clonal propagation. That is to say that we don't use seeds for every single plant. What we do is we, we, we start with seeds and we produce uh, uh, half a dozen, maybe a dozen what are called mother plants. And cuttings are then taken from these, rooted in, in, in uh, uh, rooting material, which is, which is coir, coconut husk, um, and then grown uh, until they're about approximately a foot high, um, when, when they will then be uh, repotted into larger pots and, and taken through what's called the vegetative state. That's where they um, basically uh, grow taller and, and bulkier uh, before they're then put into what's called the flowering phase, um, where they begin to produce flowers. And as I've just indicated, it's the flowers, which are the medicinal part of the plant. And so for the end user, how do they consume the cannabis? Uh, Prescription cannabis is consumed by a medical vaporizer. It's not smoked. Right. Um, So so what what this means is you have a device, and there's a lot of them available now on the market, some of which have proper medical certification. Uh, It's a device into which you put the the ground-up flower, and uh, hot air is blown through it at a predetermined temperature. You can adjust the temperature. And that vaporizes off the volatile compounds in, in the dried flower, the cannabinoids 
but also the other compounds. This is the important thing about medicinal cannabis. It, it, it's much more complicated than your ordinary medicine because there's, a, there's, a, there's a many compounds working together. So, it, so it's cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavonoids principally. All these different ingredients are vaporized off and inhaled. And the, the regulatory process then in the UK for getting a facility like this up and running, I assume it's pretty complicated. It's very complicated, very time-consuming, uh, very demanding of cash, um, because essentially you have to do all the work and put all the money in before you get the license. Um, you, can, you can't sort of get the license and say we're going to do it properly. You have to prove that you can do it properly before they give you the license. Uh, and that means setting up the facility first, which is the stage we're at now. Um, and then when we've got the facility, we're, we're, we're inspected by the MHRA, um, that's the equivalent of the HPRA in Ireland, and the medicines regulator. They say, yes, okay, we will now authorise the Home Office uh, to give you a controlled drugs licence to actually grow the cannabis. We will, we will then go and grow our first crop. At the end of that, the MHRA will come back in, inspect the crop, decide whether or not it meets standards. If it doesn't, they'll send us back and tell us to do it again. If it does, they will then finally confirm that we have what's called, ironically, it's called a manufacturer's license, or it's hardly manufacturing, um, uh, and we will then be fully authorized to, to, to grow cannabis and, and sell it into the prescription cannabis market for, for, for prescribing. Are there other facilities like this in Britain? There are, there are two other facilities in Britain currently in the very early stages of operation. Um, and so my personal knowledge there are about three or four which are probably a little bit behind where we are. Um, and, and there's room for more. I mean, this, you know, the medical, believe it or not, the medical cannabis business is the fastest growing business sector in the world. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a booming industry. Um, and, you know, with the progression uh, in Germany in particular towards adult use access to cannabis, um, it's going to get even bigger. Um, it's a source of great regret to me, uh, living in Ireland, that um, I'm afraid Ireland is about as far behind as any country in Europe um, in, 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 in taking advantage of this opportunity. But, I, but you know, when, when we're open uh, just outside Belfast, then clearly we will be hoping to export to Ireland uh, for, for prescribing either through the Medical Cannabis Access Programme or under the Ministerial Licence Scheme. And within Northern Ireland itself, though, are there a lot of people uh, currently taking medicinal cannabis? Well, the the remarkable thing is that the highest concentration of all people prescribed cannabis in the UK is in Northern Ireland. Now, I can't can't even speculate why that might be, um, because it all has to be brought over from GB anyway, and, and, and currently... At the moment, all the, all the cannabis in GB is imported in any case because the facilities that are there have not yet started final production. Um, uh, so it, it's remarkable, but, but there, there, there's something about Northern Ireland. That we, there are about 1,500 people prescribed cannabis in Northern Ireland at the moment, which is a percentage of the population of 1.5 million. is enormous. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the UK, the whole is about 30,000. Um, but to give you an indication of where it's going, in Germany there are about 300,000. And what kinds of conditions is, is it prescribed for? Well, the most important condition, 
and the condition that cannabis is most widely prescribed for all over the world is pain, chronic pain. Um, and ironically, of course, coming back to the Republic, uh, that's the very condition that, in their wisdom, um, the HPRA decided to exclude from Ireland's access program. Um, but it's also, but it, and really everything flows from there. I mean, it's mainly about pain, but it may be pain in specific areas, as in multiple sclerosis, as in Crohn's disease. Um, but the, the other, condi- other set of conditions, which is the second most common, and again, this, this will sort of um, confuse, I think, many people in Ireland. The other set of conditions cannabis is prescribed for is mental health conditions. Um, and, and there are many. There are now many consultant psychiatrists in the UK who are prescribing cannabis for depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Um, it's one of the great um, dilemmas or dichotomies about cannabis that you know it can have effects both ways. If it's misused, it can have a negative effect on mental health. But if it's, if it's pro- properly used under medical supervision, it can have a very positive effect. I imagine, uh, though, having a, a a pot factory just outside Belfast, security is a concern. It certainly is, uh, but it's a concern everywhere. I mean, the Home Office's main concern in this is, is always security, and clearly in in Belfast there are certain additional concerns, but the premises that we're using um, have up to now had a licence to store uh, up to 500 tonnes of explosive. So, so they're for fireworks. So they're, they're uh, already, um, if you like, um, uh, very well secured. If you, you know, if you, if you wanted to, to um, uh, stand any chance of breaching it, you'd better bring a couple of um, a couple of tanks with you, and maybe some uh, sort of CIA electronic warfare experts. And then you might stand a chance of getting in. Okay, don't be giving people ideas, uh, Peter. Uh, <laughs> when, when are you hoping the facility will be up and running? Uh, well, we're hoping we're, we're, we're up and running. I, I hope in the first few months of next year. But in terms of actually producing cannabis, which will be going to patients, I think in the middle of next year. Okay. That's if all goes according to plan. Peter Reynolds is Director of Communications for Growth Industries. Peter, thank you very much. That's my pleasure. Thank you. And uh, Ed and Condalkin uh, wonders, will they be doing school tours? Yeah. I doubt it uh, somehow. It's not like you can go to the chocolate factory and help make the chocolate. Uh, you can help construct a bong. Uh, is the provision of medical cannabis just uh, the gateway to legalisation? Uh, one person wonders, during prohibition in the US, doctors would prescribe alcohol to patients. That's an interesting fact. Well, I mean, there seems to be a body of opinion that, uh, that cannabis does have some medical applications. Um, uh, as uh, Peter was saying there in... Uh, it seems to have been accepted in the UK and many countries around Europe and we're maybe a bit slower on that particular... Now, there is a, a, a pilot scheme, it should be said, in the Republic where uh, it's, it, it can be licensed on a, a trial basis, uh, on a case-by-case basis, and then the, the cannabis is brought in. But there does seem to be some evidence uh, that it does help in that way. That's not necessarily a gateway to legalisation, I would have thought, because... Uh, there are lots of drugs out there that uh, uh, help people, all kinds of conditions, but that doesn't mean we're going to just like start selling them uh, like sweeties in the shop. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.